who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone welcome to episode 76 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountis with me is eric sanchez how are you eric I'm good. Nice. Got some allergies. You do. It it's might a, sound different. It's okay. It's a rainy day. What mm-hmm. are you going to do, right? Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us. Uh, when we came back last week for our wrestling show about musical performances, there was a lot of feedback on it. People seem to like it. A lot of downloads. So I really appreciate that. Awesome. If you want to follow us on Twitter, please make sure you are at PPW Podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. If you want to support the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up a t-shirt, and the, the those t-shirt sales go directly to our server costs. And I'll be sending out some free gifts coming up this week. So keep an eye on your mailboxes if you ordered a t-shirt from us. Uh, I think nothing else really proper-wise going on. Uh, This week's show, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 28. And a specific reason for it, and and we'll get into why. It's not just because I think it's a good show. But there's a a few things unique about it that I don't know if are ever going to happen again. Wrestling, Mm -hmm. at least WWE-wise, I want to talk about that. And that's pretty much the bulk of today's show. Uh, anything going on in your world, wrestling-wise? Any fun stuff you've discovered? No, I've or? held off on uh, wrestling stuff for the past week so I can you know, do my personal stuff and then watch WrestleMania all day yesterday and yeah, in, rest- in pieces. Okay. Well, I you know did some work from home and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a couple updates I have wrestling-wise. <clears throat> so I went to a giant toy show over the weekend, and I posted a few things on Twitter. I got a few cool things. I got a, a Woody Toy Story doll that still talks for my daughter. I got a Mondo Gecko Ninja Turtle toy. Got a couple of Ninja Turtle movie cards. And wrestling-wise, I got a Jesse the Body Ventura LJN, who is the official sponsor now, official mascot of the PPW podcast. <laughs> He's going to be hanging out right does, here. Does he have a catchphrase On every the computer? Show? Gorilla. All right. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll try to drop in a sound if I'm, if I'm not too lazy today of, of him saying gorilla. Uh, but yeah, I found him in, at the toy store. So the toy show, there was, this was six buildings full of toys and just everything you could think of. The majority of stuff, it seemed like was Star Wars, probably Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters, uh, but there was just everything you could think of. There's yeah. He-Man, just all this stuff. And, uh, what was interesting was I kind of noticed, like I wa- I was talking to one of the vendors and I was at telling him like, it seems like there's a lot of 80s stuff here. He goes, Yeah. A few years ago, it was all 70s. Now it's all 80s and 90s. So it's it's interesting how that's kind of morphing. Yeah. The problem. I mean, with, as we get older, I'm sure there's more money in our era. Well, yeah, because we want it now. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with uh, shows like this is the vendors know what their stuff is worth. So you're yeah. not going to get like a deal. And sometimes they overcharge a little bit. There are some people overcharging. Like this guy had a few things for sale. He had a, remember those, those giant buttons like from like the 90s? Like wrestling get Spencer, buttons? Any, any button, like pins. I remember buttons and yeah. pins, yeah. Like the, the really big or ones. Or pin buttons. <laughs> yeah, the really big ones. Yeah. Where you'd stab your finger yeah. or your And he had, a, he had a big Hulk Hogan one. He's like, I want a 20 for that. I'm like, uh. And then he had Bret Hart shades, but the silver ones from the live event. I'm like, how okay. much for these? He's like, 40. Then that's not bad. Then I was looking at them. They're all like grimy and there was like stuff on them. I'm like, this yeah. is, I'm like these are gross. Uh, but the, there was a lot of LJN toys uh, for wrestling figures, and some of them were in great shape, and those obviously priced more. Some of them were beat to hell. They are like bite marks in them and missing paint and all that. Those are priced <laughs> appropriately. Uh, I found Jesse in the bottom of a bin. Most of these, the toy store stuff was pretty well organized. There was They had their tables, and then some people had like bins under their tables where the cheaper stuff was. Yeah. And this one guy, he had a setup of Remco's WCW Remco's and he had a setup of the LJN ring 
on his main table and a few other things. And under it was a bin of LJNs, and it was like, everything in here is five bucks. And they were beat to hell. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of digging around a little bit, and I found Jesse here. And I was like, hey, he's pretty gross. He has, he's, he has a bunch of grime on him and, like, paint marks. But he wasn't missing any paint, and he wasn't missing any, like, pieces. So I'm like, how much for Jesse? He's like, five bucks. Deal. So I brought him home. I washed the hell out of him. First, I to, I looked on YouTube and online and message boards to see how you clean LJNs. You don't want to ruin them. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> then he looks naked. You're yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> naked <laughs> I Jesse. I brush too hard. Like naked Midian. Uh, but what I found was there's a million different ways to do it based on who you talk to. Some people, yeah. one guy's like, use this degreaser for cars. And one guy's like, use just soap. One guy, just use this, use that. So I found out, okay, let's use some Goo Gone to get like the, the sticky grime off. And let's use a baby wipe to get everything, to get the marks off. And Is that your own idea? Yeah, so the Goo Gone, I would just kind of test on him because, like, well, if it peels something off, I'll stop. And it didn't, and it got it got off pretty easily. Yeah. It got, it got all the grime off. It still took some elbow grease to get it out. And then getting the paint scuffs off took the most work. Um, some people said to use a magic eraser, but a magic eraser is basically like sandpaper. So I'd be, like, sanding off. I didn't want to risk pulling any paint off of him. So just scrubbing the hell out of him with the baby wipes, like multiple baby wipes, worked. It got it, he looks not brand new. He looks he looks in great shape now. Yeah. So I was pretty pumped to get him, <clears throat> and he's just one of the better what, LJ. What could you if you sold him? How much would I don't know? You ask for I'd even look. I didn't even look honestly. Um, I I know clean ones for him at the toy show are going for like thirty bucks. Okay. So maybe around there, maybe forty. I'm not really sure. Uh, the, the toy show also had some Hasbro's. We were we were talking before the show. They were priced right. It was just. It just sucked because like you can't I don't, get a deal. No, because I already know their their values. Yeah, exactly. And they had they had a Hulk Hogan, um, the one where he doesn't have a shirt on, and just the bandana in on the card. You wanted eighty bucks for it, but the card was beat to hell. Then they had a Macho King on the card for sixty, but it was a foreign card. I was thinking of trying to talk the guy down. I'm like, look, I'm just going to open this. I don't want a foreign card. Yeah, but I I kind of held back. So much stuff I could have gotten there. You know, they're coming back in October, so maybe you'll go with me and we'll do some damage. <laughs> we'll do some maybe hag- we'll do some hacking. Oh, I, you know what? I did buy. It's uh, Freddy Funko is the like the mascot for Funko, and they have Funko Pops, Freddy Funko, but they also have these where Freddy is dressed up like certain uh, characters. It could yeah, be yeah, like Iron Man, Hogan, Sting, whatever. Uh, but I picked up a Freddy Funko Sting. I'll put a picture out later, but uh, it was pretty fun. I got that. That's almost like 180 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I sold <clears throat> maybe five or six pops that you know I kind of didn't want anymore. Just put that money towards the Freddie Sting. You dropped 180 bucks on a Funko Pop? Yeah. I mean, I sold. For, I can't believe you spent that <laughs> just cheap as you are. Well, I, I took like five or six things and turned them into one. <laughs> So I sold what I had, like five or six. Did things. you like really, really want this, or is this just like? No, a I really th- want it. Okay, is it in the box still, or is yeah, it outside? Okay, no, it's still in the box. You're gonna I might sell even it. have a picture still on my phone. Okay, I'd like to see that, but I'll yeah, put it up on Twitter while we're talking. If okay, I have it. yeah, because that went so well last week when you got your Twitter <laughs> app open. You're like, I was listening to us. So you're like, um, let me think. Well, here. I wasn't ready, and then I started opening it, and then I could only find like the retweet of something. And you know how it cuts off names when you're looking at that? Yeah. So I do. So that's Actually, no, I don't because I have an iPhone, which no, has which has a I great, know you do, which is a really good Twitter app, unlike whatever junk you have. I also got I gotta go. this past couple of weeks, or it came yesterday, but a couple of weeks ago, I kept an eye on it. Uh, my buddy KP, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at KPNDC. He's like, we text back and forth, like wrestling stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, check this out. It was a wrestling superstars TV tray. And I'm like, man, this is sweet. Yeah. You know, we all remember the TV. Kids probably don't know what TV trays are now. But back in the day, like for me, the TV tray was like what I had at my grandma's house. You know, I'd you get your little snack, you'd put it on your right. lap, and yeah. you're watching cartoons <laughs> or whatever. And it's a wrestling superstars TV tray. It's got Ultimate Warrior, Texas Tornado, Hulk Hogan, and the Big Boss Man on it. It's blue. Yeah. The colors on this thing are great. It's a little dented, but the colors are great. It still has the, the stands for it. I was pumped to get it. Did not pay that much money for it at all. So I was really pumped to get that. That arrived. Uh, I also got, this was just a random thing. I got super cheap. I'm, I'm not a WCW tape collector, but okay. someone was like, I have uh, Bash at the Beach 94, which is Hogan's debut. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Is that Hogan Flair? Yeah. I'm like, it's a That's great good. tape. Yeah, yeah. It's a good tape. Be a nice display piece for me someday. You get Hogan, Flair, Sherry. It's a good match. It is. You know, Mr. T's involved. Shaq's there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let me ask you a question. I asked my wife this yesterday. So as you know, I've been trying to look for video 
shelves for like old video stores. Yeah. And I found one. It's this old video store closed. This guy's got two of them. They're the angled ones, double sided. They're at the they're at the video store. He only wants ten bucks each for them. Okay. What's the problem? It's in Michigan. It's okay. four hours away. So. So you want to drive with me on Saturday to Michigan and go pick these things up? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with you. Okay. I. Okay. Oh, hold on. Maybe. Maybe. I gotta look at my schedule. Yeah. So make sure there's nothing going on. I'm thinking. <laughs> but I'll the, go with the you. other issue. Are is you bringing them home? I gotta rent a van. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> so this this it's adding up. So I'm I was gonna rent a truck, but I mean, what if it rains? Because they borrow a truck. I wouldn't borrow someone's truck to drive that far. Uh, so I was gonna rent a minivan because the Toyota dealership <laughs> rents minivans. It's two hundred bucks for the weekend. Okay, and I have a, I have a van. Uh, so so it's not twenty dollars. No, it's gonna be like two <laughs> after gas and everything. I'm gonna spend like three hundred bucks on these, but. I've looked up like video store, like yeah. <laughs> retailer shelves. That's okay. how much they would cost me. They wouldn't be authentic. So I'm kicking. I mean, do you need authentic? It's gonna, no one's going to see it. I'm going to see it. Well, yeah, you. My kids are going to see it. My wife will see it. But you can People, tell them it's all authentic. You can tell. Uh, but the reason I brought these so much too is they're white wooden shelves, just like yeah. I had at my video store growing right. up. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm 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 a, I'm almost going to 100 going to do it, but not 100. percent uh, the guy, I'm because we have we have a Forester, a Subaru, and I was like, would it fit in there? He's like, the guy's like, maybe. And I'm like, I'm not gonna make drive up there for, <laughs> for he's not a gonna, maybe for a maybe. <laughs> Just put him on the top. Uh, yeah, right. Like the Griswolds used to do. Yeah, it might be a good idea. So I might drive up there this weekend and pick these things up. Uh, I think if I rent a minivan, take all the seats out, it'll fit just fine. Oh, okay. Eric, show me the Freddy Funko as Sting right now. Looks like a guy at a Halloween cut show. So how how are these Funkos like decided like what he's dressed up as? Is I'm just confused. Well, how the, that's, like, the company decides and they put them out limited, so they might be like 400 pieces, 1,000 pieces, and how do you get pieces. these? Like are they just like chases at a random store? Or is like you order them on San Diego Comic Con? Okay, like, they have the main tables there, and then people that go there they have like fun days where you know you have to pay to get into this like exclusive party of Funko, and they give this stuff away, and and the the pieces that they give away at fun days might be like a limit of 20. Okay. So then the only people that have it are the people that went to the party, and then they just kind of... What's the most expensive Freddy Funko like variant you can think of? Mm, or like one of the top ones? I think I saw ones. a turtle one for like three grand. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Is that like one of one? I think it's 24. How many stings were there? Do you know? A thousand. A thousand? Yeah. And you still paid that much money. Do you think you got a good deal, or do you think you got market value? No, I got value? a good deal. You think that's Because I, I bought some... I bought uh, Funko Heimdall and a Funko... Um, Twisty from American Horror Story and that kind of stuff. And I think I got them for under 100 a couple of years ago, and they're going for over three now. So, I mean, it's like a little bit of an investment, but it's yeah. not something I'm going to lose money on. Well, unless these things crash like Beanie Babies. That toy show we're selling Beanie Babies for <laughs> Yeah, but there's such a huge difference. What is the difference? Well, you got cultural, pop culture I references. Guess, that's true. You got all the characters. You got. Mo- I mean, it's going to be unlimited. They keep. What going. are you talking about? Remember that Beanie Baby Garcia, Jerry <laughs> Garcia? There, that, that thing was. The yeah, shit. but they, they didn't have friends. They didn't have How I Met Your Mother. They didn't have Big Bang Theory. They Do they have, have How I Met Your Mother Funko Pops? I haven't Not seen those yet. yet, but they will. Yeah, eventually. Okay, I'm sure they will. I, you know, I I want. I was thinking Big Bang, and then How I Met Your Mother came out. Yeah, I want for like speaking of like my toy show this weekend. Yeah. I want because Ninja Turtles had so many toys growing up. Like mm-hmm. we you know, they they've made Ninja Turtle Funkos, but just like the basics. I want like ridiculous characters. Give me a Mondo Gecko, yeah, Funko Pop. Give me an April O'Neil Funko Pop. Come on, there give me is a, April. Or I guess that's true. Give me like a Super Shredder from Ninja Turtles to the movie, right? Or give me the Turtles movie variant Funkos. Yeah. I want. So that when I junk. started getting them, there wasn't really much in the in the form of. Um, like Baxter Stockman. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Casey Jones and, yeah. and those type of characters. But little by little, right when you're on the edge of selling them because you, you don't feel like it's a complete set, you know, they release one. So it's like Casey Jones was like a, a specialty exclusive with comic book shops. I'm like, okay, cool. So I got Casey Jones and then Baxter Stockman came out. But, I mean, there's just still, still like you said, so many characters that they could come out with. Yeah, and it's a slippery slope with mm-hmm. Funko Pops. Like I have like a hand, I probably have like 20 total and a lot of them were gifts. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm good. And like, I, I, I like to look at them and get the store and stuff, but it, it's so, you got to set a rule for yeah. yourself. I think. So when it, I first started, they had some, it's like just basic He-Man ones, He-Man, Skeletor, uh-huh. She-Ra, Hordak, 
and Spike Or. Like those Hordak was a different universe and then Spike Or I don't even remember. So I'm mean, like, I'm gonna sell this stuff because I had it and then nothing else was coming out, and then all of a sudden, like Moss Man, Beast Man, all these other guys started coming. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I already sold the expensive ones and I don't want to go buy them back. Mm-hmm. But that's uh that's here or there. Good Neither stuff. here or there. Let's get into this week's show topic. WrestleMania 28 took place April 1st, 2012. I cannot believe it's been that long. 2012 seems like a long time ago. I felt like I watched it like not that long ago. Uh Uh-huh. So you went back and rewatched this show. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts? Was it an easy watch, a hard watch? you like it, not like it? It was an easy watch because I remember this was the the first one in years that I actually wanted to see because I was watching Raw here and there, and then I saw like the hype between The Rock and... um, Cena and I'm like okay this is kind of cool and then I said I was getting into punk a little bit too I'm like all right then punk and then Jericho and so I actually paid for it I remember just bringing me right back to my living room and and Joliet just like watching it by myself (laughs) do you know you have friends over just you no just me cool that's okay I had no wrestling friends back then my wife was kind of you know into it maybe but she was it's cool to be left alone though you probably had some snacks yeah Yeah. ordered a pizza look at you good time I like it so I went to this WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and the main reason we went, obviously, was to see Rock Cena, yeah. uh, then see the Rock wrestle. So this event, this whole weekend, this whole Miami weekend was a fun time for me and my buddies. It's me, my friend Mike, Dina Ann, my friend, other friend Eric, my friend Big Pat, who went to a couple WrestleManias with me. And we, three of the four of us were huge Rock fans, and one of us was a big Cena fan. Dina Ann, Mike, was a big Cena fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the whole weekend, we are kind of giving him crap, like, oh, Cena's going to lose. Cena's lo-. We're just thinking, there's no way Cena's losing this man. It made no sense for him to lose. Yeah. You know? Not to a part-time Hollywood guy. Exactly. And it was just a fun weekend, fun atmosphere to be there. Uh, we went to the beach. Just, it was just a fun trip. Mm-hmm. So Mania Day, we get there early. We take a cab. It's a little bit of a funny story. Uh, before we went to Mania to take a cab there, we were at like a bar just hanging out. My friend had quite a few beers, and on the cab ride there, it was kind of which, far. Which one? Big Pat. Big Pat. It was kind of far, and we were in the back seat, and he fell asleep in the front seat. So we get uh-huh. there, and we pay. We give my friend Pat, like, whatever. We pay the cab driver, and then Pat gets out, whatever, and he's taking some time. And then later, he's like, hey, you guys got to start paying me for cabs. We're like, what are you talking about? We just we paid the cab driver. He goes, you did? We're like, yes. He goes, I just paid him too. <laughs> this cab driver got the best tip in the world, you know, for driving his That was a bit of a funny story. Uh, and then what was cool, there was like a tailgate. We're walking around. We're checking out mer- the merchandise store and stuff. It was just a fun, fun event. You know, it was a fun uh-huh. area. And gorgeous day, beautiful sunshine, all that stuff. But there was a vibe around the stadium that day of like happiness and excitement. And not to say that that doesn't exist now for current Manias, because it does, especially on Mania Day, no matter where the stadium is. But I think there was something a little different about this one. I like the vibe. Just, I don't know. It just felt fun. Like or- Miami. Maybe the orange and the teal color scheme did it for you. I don't know. Maybe. I liked it. But I just like the vibe. I, like, I don't know. Just just everything was fun. Uh, the uh, I'll get into a little bit about why I think this Mania is unique. Uh, obviously, one of the main reasons now is it's never going to happen again. Is it, it's un, it's under four hours for the main show. Yeah. That's never happening again. So that's a pretty unique feature. Uh, this had one dark match. Epico and Primo defeated Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd and the Usos for the tag team championship. Did you ever watch that match? No. I don't remember if we were in our seats or not because uh, we had club level seats. It was kind of cool because we were like in the area next to like the University of Miami trophies and stuff. Yeah. It was, it was kind of fun. Uh, so I remember we walked in there, checked out the set. Uh, I, I thought the set was kind of odd as far as the stage. It was pretty minimum with the WrestleMania logo on top. And in the daytime, the WrestleMania logo and the LED lights didn't look great. It looked better at night for sure. Okay. And then everyone with those damn palm trees, there was a big... Like, like obstructed views? A lot of obstructed because they were so thick. Yeah. And people were pissed about it. It didn't affect me at all, thank God. But people were mad about it. And what they did that was kind of cool, though, with the canopy and the palm trees was they did a great job. Was that the first one with the canopy? Oh, no, no, no. Never mind. 24 was. I mean, there was other ones. Nine had a canopy because yeah, yeah. it was I, outside. I, but That's the first thing I thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was nine. I thought it was a dumb yeah. question. Yeah, 24 <laughs> was too. But the canopy did a good job of hiding hell in the cell. Uh, someone posted on Twitter 
Like I remember when I sh- the show first came to air, I was like, "What the hell? They're not gonna do Hell in the Cell? They must have yeah. canceled it because they hit it so well." So right. that was pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, so they did a good job hiding there. And then there was a rumor that the reason they had those giant palm tree canopies was to hold the cell up, which is not necessarily true. I think that was just people making an excuse for it. Okay. Uh, so the show starts off with a now pretty infamous match. Uh, actually, before we get to that, did you watch the intro video to the show? Like the, the hype the, video? The video package? Yeah. yeah. So it's all about Cena on the Rock and Undertaker Triple H. Punk mm-hmm. and Jericho is not even mentioned once. <laughs> like, and that's for the title. So I could see yeah. like Punk being like, what the hell are you guys doing? I'm the champion. At least put him in the intro video. Right. It's the co-main event. I thought that was kind of crappy. I honestly didn't even notice it. I, I specifically. I was kind of doing something else while I had it on. I had, we had it open in two tabs, so I had, was on my other tab doing something else. <laughs> so I was listening to it. Pornhub.com. <laughs> no, no, no. That was later. But yeah, the it was weird. There was no hype or anything for it. And then Lillian Garcia sings America the Beautiful. She's she's into it. Yeah, I a, think this is her best, best I, attempt. I thought so too. I thought so too. There's a lot of empty seats. And Michael Cole constantly makes reference to, oh, people are still filing in. Yeah. I don't remember there being a lot of people struggling to get into the stadium. Maybe they just, maybe because it was longer that they thought they would have more time to kind of, you know, the first couple matches are going to be, you know, throwaways. Maybe. Uh, I do know, so during the Brian Sheamus match. That was kind of a throwaway. It it ended up being one. I was so pissed. Okay, so we'll get to your thing in a second. So (laughs) for my perspective being there. So I was there. I was like, Sheamus' music hit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pee. Be ready to be back and watch this this match. It should be a good match. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm in the bathroom, and all of a sudden I hear ding, 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 like Seamus music. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then my friend's like, yeah, Seamus won. I'm like, oh, this, I missed this match. This is crap. <laughs> so I was so mad. <laughs> well, it was a crap match. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think when you were watching it live? Well, Daniel Bryan, I had, you know, I kind of heard the name and the buzz and stuff like that. So internet was obviously still around. So I, so I was looking into him I'm like, okay, I really like this guy. I'm watching videos. I mean, this guy's really good. I hope he's they... been around for a while at this yeah. point too. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm totally behind Daniel Bryan. You know, he's a little guy. He's got this and it was just shitty. <laughs> I saw it and, you know, he kisses AJ, turns around, gets the bro kick in the face. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? But I mean, if you're going to put over a guy like Seamus and make yeah. him look, you know, ruthless, then I guess that's the way to do it. Uh, that fun little tidbit from someone that was there too. I don't know if you noticed him. He's in the hard camera the whole time. He's the guy in the the Cena gear, like the green Cena outfit and Cena hat. He's like front row. He's into it like the whole show. Mm-hmm. And what I don't remember because I wasn't there, I was in the bathroom, was everyone was going, yes, yes. Like there was a lot yeah. of people doing the yes chant. It was yeah. crazy. And uh, Carrie, Collar X Elbow guy on Twitter, was he was sitting next to that guy in the green. He was like, he was so confused why everyone was chanting yes. <laughs> He's like, what is Seamus one? Why is everyone so mad? Like whatever. He was so confused. Yeah. Is it and, because he, he wasn't familiar with Daniel Bryan? Or I couldn't did, tell you. Know, he just like, was confused. The, the indie love of the Marks, of the Smarks. <laughs> Maybe. Either way, he was confused. So I rewatched this match. A couple couple things that stood out. One, I miss AJ Lee. Yeah. She looked great. She did. She, was she had ec- a nice tan. Extra tan. That Her and Triple yeah. H went to the same tanning salon that yeah, day. She looked he, good. He came out looking like a hot dog, too. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Looking great. I missed her. Uh, and this launched Daniel Bryan's career pretty much, you know, into the next level because of that, this one moment. Poor Seamus. I did like how he, after he won, he saw some guys in the front row with an Irish flag. He's like, yeah. hey, my guys. Right. Went over to him and gave him a hug and stuff yeah. like that. So that was kind of cool. And I also remember reading, you know, dirt sheet stuff like that about how Seamus would train with Triple H. So at the time I thought, you know, he's only getting this push because he's Triple H's Yeah, buddy. I remember that too. Weightlifting yeah. buddies. Yeah, like screwing Daniel Bryan over because, you know, nobody likes him because he's small and he had success before. <laughs> who, were you, who were you talking to yourself about this? In my head, yeah. <laughs> talking to your ex-wife? She's no, no, like, I wasn't talking to her like, about Eric, it. I have to leave. I'm sorry. The Daniel <laughs> she Bryan. was already gone. I had to call her. So the Daniel Bryan stuff is too much. <laughs> like, you're not going to believe what happened. She's like, who is this? <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's fun to get it trapped in that little you know wrestling bubble yeah. and then it just has all the i mean it's a soap opera yeah for sure <laughs> but it's a soap opera that, but it's not though but it'd be like if oh, you were watching the soap opera it'd be like the writer's screwing over my favorite character on this soap opera it's like <laughs> she shouldn't have been killed off she yeah. had great character well you know what potential. my mom watches this uh like 
Young and the Restless and those type of soap uh-huh. operas. I mean, she's into it. So, you know, every now and then I'll, I'll catch up. I'm like, you know, who's that guy? She's like, oh, that's this. And that's this person's cousin, ex-wife, and this. And this. like, you know all of these characters and their stories that they feed you. You should so make same her watch, wrestling. You should have her watch wrestling. Just no, have she her watches st- wrestling. She gets into it. That's great. Like, you know, she believes that all of this stuff is real. So well, hey. that's what I like about it. I, I like I, that too. I get a kick out of it. That's great. I like it. It's like he shouldn't win. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Wish there was more of that in today's, yeah. in today's uh, wrestling fandom. Yeah. Oh man, we'll get into the classic wrestling style later as the show goes on. And already, already the first match, the vibe is like, okay, everyone's into it. But that's not uncommon for WrestleMania. Everyone's hyped. Yeah. First few matches, everyone's into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go backstage, and Team Johnny is backstage. There was Team Johnny versus Team Teddy for the control of Raw and SmackDown. Because I was still getting into this, I'm like, who the hell is Johnny? Johnny Ace. Yeah. And hey. I mean, Team Teddy, like, I was Team Teddy. Even you though, were? Even though the people for Team Teddy weren't that great. <laughs> I did think it was funny that they split up the Bellas. So yeah. Bree's with Team Johnny with her future stepdad. And uh, Nikki's with Team Teddy. And it was just like a way to get everyone on the card, I guess, right. and putting a little bit of a stakes to it, which is kind of cool. It's better than just a standard battle royal because there's some stakes to this match. Right. So I thought it was kind of cool. And then David Otenga comes in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember him. And he comes in and kisses, like flexes with his coffee cup. Oh, yeah. He's got backstage. like a spaghetti strapped, uh, ripped up T-shirt uh-huh. showing off his guns uh-huh. and his abs. It was, again, it was just a nothing backstage segment. Uh, then we go back to the arena. Michael Cole again lets us know that fans are still filing in. Of course, it's starting to because it's get, half empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting because when they do like that big pan over the arena, you see the, it, the, it's because the, the seats stadium. are orange, and it's just like they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And then we have Kane versus Randy Orton. I forgot all about Welder Mask Kane. So did I. Completely forgot about him. I but put he, Iron Mask <laughs> Welder Mask. He was in a he was in good shape. He was. Kane was, and oh, I thought yeah. this was a really good match. I was, and there was a couple points where the crowds like were into this. Yeah. When uh, Randy Orton first kicked out of the choke slam, everyone's like, "Oh!" And then he gets super, super choke slammed off the top rope. Yeah. This is a fun little match. King yeah. gets the win like over the Randy ending. Orton. I like how Orton tries to go for that uh, RKO from like the middle of the rope. He's yeah. got uh, Kane sitting on the top rope, and Kane just like, "Uh-uh." Yeah. <laughs> super K- choke slam. Kane wins at ten minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Third match of the night. I guess it's technically the second match on the main show, but yeah, it's a good match. Mm-hmm. It was fine. You know, nothing nothing crazy. It was just, it was better than a standard TV match. Yeah. These are is, all preliminaries anyway. What, yeah. And this is how immediate, the, the pacing on this card is another thing that was great yeah. too. Like everything kind of flows perfect. I think they, they nailed it in this show. This is one of the, after I watched this overall, <clears throat> I'll give my final grade at the end, but this is probably my favorite modern WrestleMania. Like between, okay. say 20... 2010 to now, like this is probably my favorite one, I'd say, okay. for sure. Uh, then after that match, we have uh, Santino Morella and Mick Foley with the Deadliest Catch Guy. Guess they yeah, I put sponsors. Sailor Vic. I'm Forgot like, about I'm that. Like, who is this guy? What is this show? <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, Santino was funny. Remember Santino? He's always funny. He is. And Foley's funny. He's doing his little pirates. Like, and, yeah. And Sailor Vic's like, we don't talk like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and next they're up, trying to show him how to you know get to the crab. Like, yeah, I'll show you. And then they bust out the sock puppets of Sako and Cobra. And they start like chopping them. Yeah, I guess if you're going to do a sponsorship, make it entertaining. And then you got Hall of Famer Ron Simmons just comes in, looks at him, damn. Everybody laughs. Never gets old though. You right. know what he's going to do. It never gets old. <laughs> and he has a shirt that says it too. So you that, know it's he, coming. Oh, I remember this too. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame that year. Yeah, he was. And in the club level, he was walking around. I'm like. Hey, Ron. He looked over. I didn't know what to say. I go, damn. He goes, yeah. He put his fist up. Yeah. Like, I, know what, I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, you uh, said something, and he acknowledged you. Yeah. He was. He, nice. he seemed in a good mood. He was happy to be there. He's yeah. like, I got, I got some work tonight <laughs> in the segment. I got to come out for the Hall of Fame. The segment was probably a pre-tape. He does have to come out. He did oh, have to change okay. for the Hall of Fame, though. All right. Uh, next up, Cody. Thanks for killing my dreams. I thought he was actually Live. doing that backstage. Maybe he did. Cody Rhodes. Cody, don't call him Rhodes. I thought this was a, probably a really good match. Versus Not probably. Show. I thought it was a good match. It was. So here's what I liked about it. So one, this is for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Cody's the IC champ. Over 200 days, the IC champ at this point. And the storyline for this basically <laughs> is Cody <laughs> making fun of the Big Show's past WrestleMania yeah. failures. And Cody comes out and they play like a blooper reel of all of the Big yeah. Show's greatest. Just making him look like a goof. He's you know going against Oki Bono. He's like, WrestleMania. Yeah, so he's that's at WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 15, 16 maybe. No, he was the main event at 16. 
I forgot what it was, but he was he's not knocked out. He was not at a WrestleMania. He was at like the WWF New York, and he's holding some little kid going WrestleMania, woo! Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, the sumo match. They zoom in at his butt dimples, show him getting choked. If I if I didn't see that blooper reel, I wouldn't remember that he was a goof all of those times. Uh, I know <laughs> he missed a clothesline of Mick Foley at WrestleMania 15. And yeah, it's just hilarious. Got knocked out by the uh, what's it? Mr. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, for sure. It was it was just great. And Big Show ends up winning this match, gets his redemption, his WrestleMania moment over yeah. Cody. And I like this because this was your standard, I'd say, TV match, but it had stakes. You know, nowadays, Cody would win because, oh, you got to get the heat back. Then they were like, yeah. they made the right decision there, and they said, let's have the Big Show win. Even though Cody won the title back the next month at Extreme Rules in a table match versus the Big Show, where mm-hmm. the Big Show slipped off the apron and foot went through the table, and that's how Cody won. <laughs> yeah. Very clever. Uh, but as Cody was walking on, I couldn't help thinking, oh my God, this guy's about to launch a wrestling company in a few weeks. Yeah. And here he is facing the big show at WrestleMania. I thought it was pretty good. It was a little slow to begin with, but the, the pacing of it, I thought was good. I liked how Cody was just, you know, working big shows leg, just, you know, typical like big man, little man yeah. stuff. So I thought I'd like that. And then hit, hits him with a couple disaster kicks. And I'm like, okay, it's over with. And you forgot show, who, so you forgot who won yeah, when you're watching this. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, he just got to it hit with the KO punch. I'm like, oh, it's it. <laughs> it was called the WMD from what I remember. That was okay. his punch. Uh, and I also liked the him like crying because like, of his, his big moment. Like he finally yeah. won. I'm like, I guess big show, but good for you. It was fun. Yeah. He's not the choke artist. He, he redeemed won. himself. He did. And next up we have a video package of the divas. It's a little bit different than I'd say today. It's basically them in like dresses and red carpet and, some Madonna songs playing. It's them talking about how yeah. great it is to travel the world and not anything at all, anything to do with the wrestling. Yeah, Nothing. So what I put it, what it means to be a diva. And then they got party dancing, babes focusing on red carpets, magazines, movies, photo shoes with some techno music in the back. And, like you said, no mention of wrestling, <laughs> nothing. They're, just, they're just models. That's what it like means. Like spokeswomen. It means to be a diva. Yeah. And uh, they do have a match, though, next up, which wasn't half bad considering a celebrity was involved. Kelly Kelly and Maria Menounos take Kelly on, Kelly is better in this match than I remember. Take I, on I, Beth I, Phoenix and Eve, Eve Torres. Yeah. Really? I always expected her to like do botches and not do moves that great. But, I mean, she was better, a little better than what I expected. She's athletic. Yeah. She did fine. Yeah. The match was what it was. It was a short five-minute or six-minute match. This got mm-hmm. more time than Big Show and Cody. And Maria apparently was wrestling with a couple fractured ribs. Maria Menounos, that is. Uh, she got her Greek flag outfit on. She ends up getting the roll-up on, I think, I like I liked the Beth finish. Phoenix. Yeah, did you? The roll-up mm-hmm. on Beth Phoenix for the win? Yeah. I can't complain about this match. It's nothing to get upset about. It was fine. Again, the pacing is good. After a nice moment with Cody, we get this. And um, six minutes and 22 seconds. So, so far. So, the flow is up and down. All the match. Kind of keeps you interested. Yeah, all the match. No long matches. Nothing really. Just let's go, go, go. Let's get to the main event stuff. And that's what we do next. Uh, we have our main event, and Shawn Michaels, uh, there's an interview backstage beforehand, and he keeps talking about how, isn't it ironic that the guy who got his ear career-ended by The Undertaker can now end an era? I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> how is that ironic? <laughs> I don't know. And they kept saying end of an era. I'm like, I, I, that was my, like, if I was to nitpick something, I'm like, that's stupid. This isn't the end of an era. You guys are still both going to wrestle. Everyone knows you're going to wrestle. Just because you're not going to wrestle each other, even though they did wrestle each other at Crown Jewel, which was the, a, a big mistake. Yeah. But look, WrestleMania 28 at this time, Taker's old, Triple H is old, Shawn Michaels is old, Hell in a Cell. All these, you know, kind of icons of the, of the mid-90s to mid-2000s. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's you would expect that this is going to be, like, slowing down on, on, on them wrestling each other. Yeah, and that's fine. But, again, it, it's fine. Like this, We'll talk about how much I love this match in a yeah. second. Uh, so, JR is on commentary, which is kind of cool. They are going to have an area. you got to have JR there. I miss Justin Roberts, like the way he introduced people. He's like, Jim Ross. He comes out. Jim Ross. That's it. Yeah. And he is going to be the announcer for AEW. Chicago guy, Justin Roberts. So good for him. Uh, that, this isn't, I guess, a nitpick. So Shawn Michaels is backstage having that serious interview saying, isn't it ironic? End an era. Whatever. Then he comes out and he's dancing. He's happy. He's <laughs> smiling. And all. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got to. He's a heartbreak kid. You know, he can't argue with that. 
cannot argue with that uh undertaker, your fans undertaker comes out his entrance is fine um it's not one one of his more memorable ones because it's just a pretty standard taker entrance same with triple h he comes out of like a bouncy house like a skull bouncy yeah. house basically so the entrances were nothing crazy the only thing i loved was undertaker. i mean they were different than than raw <laughs> Yeah. They're a little bit more elaborate, but nothing yeah. like what they would become. For sure. Uh, and then I liked how the Undertaker's wearing his super shredder cloak. Mm-hmm. That thing was pretty cool. And if you remember, Undertaker was trying to get a match from Triple H. Like yeah. The whole build up on this was Triple H like, yeah, I lost, but you were left on a cart. You couldn't walk out. So Undertaker's like, I need my rematch. That was like the build of this story. From the year before. Yeah, and Triple H said, no, I'm not going to do it. So Undertaker in a vignette cut his hair off. That was part of the story to... Mm-hmm to get Triple H to do it. I don't know. Like as a protest. Uh, and then throughout the entire build, he always had a hood on. He never saw what was under his head. And that's funny because he had a real shaved head at this time. So the first week for the promo, he was wearing a wig. Okay. <laughs> and you look back at that raw, it's a pretty bad wig, but that's okay. It's under yeah. let him get away with it. So when he comes up to under to Triple H in the ring, stare down. flips his hood back and it's a mohawk. <gasps> get mo- the mohawk gets a pop. It did. He should go back to that. Not his skullet. He's got for now. a summer. I, I had my hair like that. You had the I mean, Undertaker. That's a good look. You really? You had the yeah, Undertaker. You know how I, you know, I buzz my hair now. Yeah. I just buzzed it shorter to have a little Undertaker hawk. Okay. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's only like a quarter of an inch higher. It's okay. Whatever works, man. Yeah. And then they have the Hell in the Cell gets their own entrance, comes out to Metallica, Memory Remains. Yeah. What and a Metallica. Memory Remains. One of Metallica's worst songs, right? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's it's more poppy and radio friendly. Yeah, and it yeah. comes down to the, the cell gets his own entrance. It was a cool thing, mm-hmm. but we didn't need the memory remains. <laughs> this should have been just the the standard that they do normally. But if this was the last time, well, I guess end of an era. But you know, if it was really was Taker's last match and Triple H's last match and last time we we're ever going to see Shawn Michaels, you know, then you got the memory remains and it's the last Hell in a Cell match. That would make sense. But none of it happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so this match gets going. It's a thirty-minute match. What's here? Your overall thoughts on it? Like, what do you think of it? Before then, I'll get into some of my. Being I thought, there live. honestly, I thought it was a little long. I thought it could have ended maybe ten minutes sooner, or just shaved like ten minutes off the front of it, maybe. Just shave ten minutes out of the match. Okay. I thought it was your typical like Hell in a Cell. You're like busting well, it's, the cage. It's, it's you Triple your, H at WrestleMania. He's going 30 minutes. Yeah. So That's you got your back line. and forth. You got your um, you know signature moves, um, your leg drop from Undertaker on the outside of the ring apron, uh, the knee face buster from Triple H, the back and forth. Yeah. And steel steps got to be involved. <laughs> so you get slammed on that. <laughs> what are you going to give this match as a grade? Probably a B, B plus. Oh, only a B plus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I was there, so I'm a little more biased. Yeah. And I remember specific things about it being there. One, the crowd's like pretty pumped to start. And then like you said, it slows down a little bit. They're doing their moves. Everyone's like, okay, we know at some point this is going to kick up. To me, when it kicked up is when the first bump that Shawn Michaels took where Triple H hit both Undertaker and Shawn with the Mm -hmm. sledgehammer. So Shawn was out. So as soon as Charles Robinson comes running down to the ring, the referee, it's like then from then on, I remember me. And the second well, I remember that drama really started picking up, and that's what you know. Yeah, brings the match up to a B for me. I mean, without all yeah, of that, oh, it's, for sure. it's like a C. Yeah, for sure, it's a standard match. But they, the drama that they build, and Michael's expressions and his 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 yeah. torment is, throughout the match is great. And as soon as Robinson comes, we're all on our feet. The whole yeah. stadium is. And I was just like goosebumps there, being there. And my I had my wife who was watching it at a friend's house, who her friend's brother was in town. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. can we go to WrestleMania. And he's, everyone's like, I don't care, sure. And like, no one was big wrestling fans, but she was telling me, she's like, everyone is losing their damn mind here. Yeah. And no one even knows about wrestling. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. And my cousin's tech to me, he's like, this is nuts. I'm like, this stadium is shaking. So when, a couple times, what, first off, after Undertaker gets Michaels in the Hell's Gate, and then the bump happens with the sledgehammer, people start going nuts. When Michaels hits the super kick on Taker, yeah. directly into the pedigree, I'm like, we all, everyone's like, it's over. It's over. It's yeah. over. It's yeah. over. And then he kicked out. The stadium erupted. Everyone's hands on their heads. Oh, my God. Like, it was just like, like the whole place yeah. is rumbling. It was awesome. You know, the whole match, everyone's standing. Then Triple H hits a pedigree. He, he kicks out again. Undertaker gets a tombstone. Triple H kicks out, which is standard. But the, the drama and the storytelling in this match was so good. And the story they were well, telling. Well, I, I think um, Shawn Michaels, like at the beginning, I'm thinking, okay, Shawn Michaels is going to screw Taker because Taker retired him. 
him and Triple H are buddies, so they're going to kind of work together a little mm-hmm. bit on this. But then in the middle of the match, Shawn, Ma- Shawn Michaels wants to call it because Triple H is, beaten, is beating the hell out of Undertaker, but he yeah. won't call it. And right. He doesn't want to, and then he's like trying to plead with Undertaker to like quit, and Undertaker's like, don't stop this match. Don't stop like, okay. it. Don't stop so it. Then it and he's, he's trying to tell Triple H to, you know, take it easy. He's like, it's either him or me. <laughs> you end it or I end it. And that's kind of what kind of got me later on. Mm-hmm. And Michael's like, you know he's not going to quit. Yeah, right. And it was just back and forth and back and forth. And I thought Michael's did had a really good, like, ref moves, like sliding into oh, yeah. the counts uh-huh. and all that. It was it was very good. It was very, very good. Mm-hmm. And, and the story they're telling through this match is, like you said, Triple H doing what he can to just end it. It's Taker saying no. And Michael's is the... Is torn. He's like, I cannot screw over this guy. Triple H, even though he kicked him in the face, (laughs) you know, five five seconds before that that. was that was revenge for getting put in the Hell's Gate for no reason. True, Undertaker was just looking at him. I think the reason, again, the storyline reason in the match is he put him in the Hell's Gate because he did not want Sean to call the match, right? Because he was looking, he was about to, he was about to call it. Yeah, so very good. But hey. You're gonna get a receipt. Fair fair. You're gonna get a receipt, brother. <laughs> uh, Undertaker gets the win, and the crowd kind of acknowledges everything. They're both at the top of the stage for like a moment together, where they're hugging. Yeah. And Undertaker's back, just all bruised and beat up. And I like the end of, of Triple H. Like the, the match is still going on. He's still got his like la- he can barely get up, and he just like crotch chops. I mean, he just like f- you know falls with his sledgehammer against yeah. Undertaker. He just like get this crap out of here. <laughs> Taker takes the sledgehammer, throws it away, and then tombstones him. Yes, and this is a match where two older guys, especially Undertaker at this point, and this this wasn't Undertaker's last great match because I think next year he had a great one with Punk as well. Mm-hmm. And he had a fun one with Bray Wyatt at 31, but even still, it was just one of his like swan song, like yeah. awesome matches. And and this, this moment was just, it was great. It was great to watch. And that's why I'm going to give it an A, probably because I was there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was great. It was a great match for sure. And again, the pacing of this show is the perfect spot for it. it the crowd was just into it for, for, for so much. And the next matchup is not so great. <laughs> it's well, team, you got to come down. You got to go to the bathroom, you know, get some snacks. It's Team Johnny, David Otunga. Call Dolph, home, call the babysitter, see what's going on at home. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Jack Swagger, Mark Henry, and The Miz. With Brie Bella. McIntyre looks like such a baby. With no beard? Yeah, no beard, and he's about you know 50 pounds lighter. No duster. Uh, versus Team Teddy, Booker T, who, who knew he was still wrestling. Kofi Kingston, The Great Khali, R-Truth, Santino Morella, and Zack Ryder. Um, right, can I can I mention this? Like right before they've got, before this match comes out, they've got uh, Josh Matthews in the back talking to Heat Slater, and Heat Slater is talking talking shit about Flo Rida. Uh-huh. So then Flo Rida comes out and... Uh, Heath Slater's like, hey, uh, you know, let me be your dancer. And he does some stupid moves. Flo Rida's like, no. <laughs> He's like, let me sing with you. No. <laughs> let, let, me, let, let me just be on the stage with you. No. <laughs> and Heath Slater's like, well, what can I do? And Flo Rida just like throws him against the wall. So two guys come out. I'm like, who the hell is that one guy with like the dreadlocks? At first I thought it was CJ Parker. I don't know if you remember him from NXT. Not really. It was Tyler Rex. Okay. And Curtis, uh, Kurt Hawkins. And what I thought was funny, Kurt Hawkins still had that like that little um, um, that that stick that he has. Yeah, the whatever cane. that is. Yeah, I'm like, wow, he had that cane all the way in 2012. <laughs> I thought facts. that was like a new thing. <laughs> Face the facts, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. So that was that. That was a little bad seg, 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 segment. That yeah, I, I didn't noticed. So team uh, team Johnny wins after Ryder goes for a woo woo woo. Eve Torres comes and does it with him. Mm-hmm. He tries to get him out. Miz rolls up Ryder for the win. So everyone's pissed. And then Eve Torres, low bros, low bros. Hey, low, it was a low bro. Low bro, <laughs> low bro Ryder. Bros. And uh, yeah, and that was, this is pretty much the end of Ryder's career <laughs> as far as being a main event guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this poor storyline. But he ended up getting a few more moments. He got WrestleMania this year. He won at 32. But yeah. I was never into Ryder even as like, the height of his popularity. I just, I just wasn't, I didn't get it. It wasn't my thing. Not to saying I'm shitting on him, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool what he did back then, making himself get over by creating a YouTube show, doing his own thing before anybody. Long Island Iced Z. The Z true Long Island story. So very cool. This match gets 10 minutes and 32 seconds. So I think got way too much time, but it was a way to get all these people on the card. So I also like Johnny's KFC suit, the white suit with the red <laughs> yeah. tie. 
Let's, what's up next here on my notes? They uh, show Alex Rodriguez with one of his uh, girlfriends, Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, Hall of Famer. Yeah. She was not there anymore. Uh, next up, we have Chris Jericho versus CM Punk. So you said the CM Punk guy, 2012, really got back, got you back into the th- wrestling thing, It was right? like 2011 or 2010. For the pipe bomb, probably? Um, the cash-in on Edge. Okay. I just happened to randomly watch it, and I kind of knew who CM Punk was, but then I saw this guy coming out. He just looked like a metalhead, like all tatted up and long hair and piercings. I'm like, this guy's a world champ. I'm like, I'm back in. <laughs> and his music was Kill Switch. I'm like, this guy's awesome. But, yeah, I, I kind of followed him a little bit more after that. Mm-hmm. So if you guys remember, Jericho came back in 2012 and we kept saying the end of the world and saying I'm the best in the world. And what he does. Logically, you're, okay, you're going to face Punk, who's best in the world. Everyone thought Jericho was going to win the Rumble that year. He didn't. He mm-hmm. was last limited by Sheamus, but he still ended up in this match with CM Punk. And the storyline that they convoluted, I don't know what the deal was with it, but it was basically Jericho ripping on Punk's life growing up as a family. He goes... You, punk, are the definition of a bastard because your mom had you out of wedlock. Yeah. Your dad was an alcoholic and he wasn't there for you. I'm like, your sister's a druggie. I'm just like, what? what? So what? Like, he, that should be like a, a story of perseverance. Like, he came up through yeah. it. Like, why do I care that you're giving him crap about it? Uh, but they did have a clever little way of making it logically make sense why punk wouldn't just destroy Jericho. Mm-hmm. Johnny tells punk right before he goes out there if you get disqualified, you lose the title. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of cool that they logically thought of that. And then Jericho just tries to get under his skin the whole match. Mm -hmm. He's in the corner. He goes, hey, punk, your father. Like, okay. And then (laughs) he's about to hit him with a chair, but he doesn't. He wants to win the title. Smart. Your dad's a drunk. Slimy heel move. Uh, Jericho comes out. If you notice this, he's talked about this in his podcast before. Half of his light up jacket is not working. Yeah, I noticed that. And like he's like, you gotta see me. And he's like, I'm like, oh my god, Kimball, this is not working. So he's trying to like turn towards the camera, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's only gonna work. Uh, then Punk comes out. He gets pyro and uh, what a fun little. That was a lot story about that. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Punk's DVD Blu-ray set, Best in the World. Mm-hmm. On the Blu-ray, there's a special feature called uh, Day in the Life of WrestleMania 28. So it follows Punk WrestleMania Day. So it's kind of funny where Punk is doing like a promo and he's talking, he's just doing like a talking head with the camera crew saying, he's like, yeah, you know, my music hits, I'm just wearing my shirt and my gear, no pyro, no nothing. And like next cut, he's like, all right, Punk, we got pyro test. He goes, oh, I guess I'm getting pyro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets his WrestleMania gear that year it was red, black, and green, and he goes, he sees, he goes, oh, I don't remember asking for green, but okay. So he didn't <laughs> want a green trunk. So there's a fun little tidbit about it. Yeah, and also I thought it looked a little odd. Yeah, and then also he gets a tech, a, a DM tweet from the Ultimate Warrior, mm-hmm. telling him to like own the night. And this is back at the time where Warrior was not in WWE's good graces. Yeah, and at the time he followed two people on Twitter. He followed Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, he DM'd him. Two of my favorites. That was pretty cool. Like, a fun little little Mm -hmm. tidbit. Three of my favorites, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Punk, Warrior, and Stone Cold. So, if you go back and if you find the CM Punk, it's only on the Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray exclusive feature about that. It's a very cool little mini documentary day in the life of him at WrestleMania 28. So, this match happens. And what did you think of it? For most of it, I just love the back and forth, the reversals, and just the story. The good wrestling. That and... Well, one you got, one of them is they're fighting for the moniker of best in the world, so it's and the pretty championship. even. Well, I'm I'm adding stuff. To okay, it. okay. So best in the world is one of the parts of it, and it's just like they're neck and neck. So both of them technically are best in the world at this point. <laughs> then you got Jericho talking about how's your sister, how's your father, this, this, and that, just trying to get Punk, you know, pissed off enough to get disqualified. And the world title I thought was like secondary really? to the story. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I thought. I remember, so my buddy Pat was a big Jericho fan, and we were going back and forth, and I was doing the go to sleep, he was doing the Jericho pose and all that yeah. to each other. There was one point in this match where he was like, oh my God, it's over. He thought Jericho was going to win. It was when uh, Jericho got punk uh, in the walls, but the, the old rope. Well, yeah, the old school walls that oh, were the, lion, the, the lion tamer, tamer walls. Yeah. yeah, I got that in here. That was a great because it's impossible. I always to get love out to of. see the lion tamer every now and then because yeah. it just brings me back to like that's that's the one that looks like it hurts. Yeah, he's the like, boss. Ask him, ask him, ask him. I appreciate Jericho a lot more today than I did then. Yeah, uh-huh, for I, sure. I just thought he was annoying little twerp back then. Well, it, he looks so much younger. Granted, this is a while ago, but his yeah. short hair, no no facial hair, looks no like tats, a little, looks like a little baby. Yeah, yeah. no 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 tattoos. 
And uh, yeah, the the spot you're talking about off the top rope where Punk goes for the Hurricane Rana, yeah, it was very dangerous because Jericho like catches him, but then he jumps off the rope while Punk is upside down. He could have dropped him on his head. He could have, and he was kind of slipping out of his his boot was slipping out of his arms. Uh huh. Very big trust there yeah. by Punk. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth in this. A lot of reversals at the end with with pinning combinations and roll-ups and yeah. small packages. I, I like the part where CM Punk finally gets him in the, in the go to sleep. And I think it's over. He's like best in the world. You know, he's, he screamed at yep. goes for the GTS. <laughs> Jericho slips out, yep. rolls him up. And it's just another back and forth in the, in the walls and Anaconda vice. The first time I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot he did the Anaconda vice yep. <laughs> on the live broadcast. As far as I know, it's not anywhere else on like releases on the Blu-ray. It's not, or the DVD set when at the last when he's got him in the end, kind of vice at the end, Punk screaming, "Tap out, you son of a bitch!" They they blur out the "son of a bitch" part out. Okay. So that on the original broadcast, I remember that, and you could actually because the the ring is biked, you could hear it all the way from where I was. That was pretty cool too. That is cool. Punk wins. Uh, this match was, I'd say, this is gonna be a B plus. Uh, uh, I want to give it higher than a B plus, maybe an A minus. A minus. I thought it was very good. Twenty two minutes, twenty three seconds. Very very good match for sure. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, if this was the main event with no rock scene, I think people would have been happy with it. They probably could have a little more time, maybe another five minutes or so to add a few more things, but they got their time. I thought, I thought it was a good time. Yeah, very, very good match. Next up, our main event, why we're here. The Rock versus John Cena won. Uh, this is where I want to get to where I don't think this will ever happen again. Not necessarily just a match year in the build of the making. I think that could happen again. But... If you notice when this match started, the crowd is like still at a 10. They're still 100% into it. Mm-hmm. And now with WrestleMania being well, maybe seven. Maybe it's because of the uh, the Flow Rider concert. That's true. Before that, there was a. Well, we skipped another thing too. We talked about this last week. Brodus Clay comes out yeah. with the Bridge Club. Mama Clay. So Mama Clay, and they have the dancers. It's like a dance segment. It's like a little cool yeah. down before the main event. You get MJK. Mm hmm. Machine Gun Kelly. He. Uh, he uh, introduces Cena. So he's like, does what song? Um, what the hell song does he sing? Uh, underdog or yeah. something? Yeah. Voices in my head. It wasn't, I it wasn't good. Listen. I, didn't, I didn't like it back then. Yeah, it wasn't. So well, Cena, I didn't like Cena back then. No. I hated him. And a lot of people agreed. So I'm like, yeah, I hate this son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm glad Rock came back. I like Rock's little quips back then. If he came back today and did all that, I'm not that into it. Yeah. If the Rock came back? Or yeah. Was, okay. But back then, totally. Yeah, so I went uh, before I get too off track. Back where I was. Sure. Uh, Sorry. The no, it's my fault. I forgot about Florida. I can't forget about Florida. And uh, he got you back up. He does. You do. So again, everyone is so into it. There's they're all on their feet. The crowd is rumbling. They got a good feeling. And I cannot imagine an event today getting that high, like the crowd being that high for the main event, just because the shows are so long. Like even this past year, the main event with the girls. Everyone was like into it and like good for them, good for the crowd for sticking with it. But it's just like, think of the last. It's exhausting. Think of every mania since then and like the main event. Mm-hmm. 29, the crowd was kind of into it, but it was a rematch with Roxy and everyone's like, eh, whatever. 30, people were into the Brian main event, but not as into it as they were at the start of the show. Yeah. 31, everybody hated it until Seth Rollins came out. And then he kind of like kept the crowd up for the for it. Triple H versus Roman. Oh, that match was a dud. Uh, Thirty three Roman versus Taker. Everyone was like, "Get this over with," because it was just so bad. Mm-hmm. Thirty four Roman Brock. Again, everyone's like, "Get this over with." And then this past one, thirty five, it was okay. Like, but this one was like such hype around it. Like the crowd yeah. was. This was. This felt like a main event. Like there was no question. This. And is you the main think event. it's because of the amount of time WrestleMania was? I think I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, if four, this was four if, or five hours, it was, it was less than four hours. The whole show. If this was the end of this year's WrestleMania, people would have been into it. Or if it was the end of a seven-hour show, it just wouldn't. I don't think it would have been as epic for the crowd to be. That's do they, just my do they have an hour pre-show before? They like have, I don't know. There's only one dark match. Okay. So even if there was an hour pre-show, it's still less than a five-hour show. You know, I think yeah. WrestleMania should be four and a half hours. Like I think that's a good time for a big show, big event. But at the same point, if I'm going to WrestleMania and I'm spending all that money, make it a damn ten-hour show. <laughs> like give me, a, give, <laughs> give me everything, give me my money's worth. Uh, but yeah, this is epic, and they kind of unorganically recreate the Hogan Rock stare down at the center of the ring. You mm-hmm. can tell that was planned. 
Or I think with The Rock and Hogan, it was kind of organic in, in the moment. I remember yeah. the Rock-Hogan match. But I think anybody these days, when you, when they're doing the stare, they're just waiting for the fan react. Like right. They're waiting for the chance. And, the and Rock, when the chance don't come, they just kind of wait a little longer. Like, well, that's not what we wanted. Let's yeah. see if we can really get it. Well, in the Rock-Hogan one, too, you can the camera's on The Rock's lips. You can hear, you can hear him see your mouth say, turn it. Like, him and Hogan turn their heads. And yeah. this kind of happens, too. But even still, the crowd is loud for this. And I remember the crowd being into it but not like this into it uh, a couple notes about this match one the rock gassed hard blew up like pretty early in this match it was pretty much up to cena to carry him mm-hmm. uh and that kind of ties into because cena carried this feud because he was there the whole time yeah and i re-watched a lot of these promos and leading up to it and cena pretty much owned the rock in most of them the rock was doing jokes and crack he had some funny lines you know, the first time when before he came back for 27, saying you're coming out here looking like a big back bowl of fruity pebbles and called him a Kung Pao bitch <laughs> and all this other stuff. And I like the rock concert he did where uh, he was talking about Cena's kiss and Eve or whatever. I bet she doesn't know that he's got a wife when Cena was going through a yeah. divorce. It's like, ooh, I like that. And then. Well, you had mentioned about the when they were in the ring talking to each other and, and oh, Cena yes. just says something about, you know, I don't have to write my promos yeah. on my wrist. He, and, and Rock looked like he was legit he was, pissed and he took like a step, or, a step or two towards Cena. Well, he basically line was, he's like, I don't need this. He's like, just do it. Just like, I don't need to write my promo on my wrist. And he pulls his yeah. sweatband down. He goes, nice new tattoo. <laughs> and then the Rock was like, you son of a, I cannot believe you yeah. said that. But just the look on his face and he takes a step towards him. I'm like, oh, this is real. But then like after Cena leaves, the Rock's a little befuddled. He's like, yeah, yeah. D- that's right. You walk away. You you just walk away. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. So that was pretty cool. Uh, there was also a promo sometime before, like 40 days before Mania or something. The Cena comes out and he addresses Dwayne Johnson. And he said something, a few things like, he goes, you know what? So the only reason he came back in the first place is to promote Fast Five and launch his Twitter account. Yeah. And everyone's like, ooh, that makes sense. And he go, and then he said, you know, I'm back here for everyone that wants to be, and I'm sorry. And he points to the bank, he goes, a professional wrestler. Everyone's like, yeah, we're love wrestlers, not just sports entertainers. So it's like yeah. he got everybody in there. And if you guys get a chance too, uh, there's the, the documentary portion of it's on the network, but uh, Roxena once in a lifetime DVD Blu-ray set has all of the promos and all the matches read yeah. up to it. So it's a nice little compilation. I, I like the one part where Cena was saying how he's doing this all for the boys in the back and the and wrestlers in the back. And Rock is like, well, I'm doing this for all of them. Like points to the audience. Yeah. And he's like, I did back. At, he's like, you think Roddy Piper needed somebody to fight for him? You think Stone Cold needed somebody to fight for him? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I was back and forth on it. Like Cena, I kind of dismissed because I thought his rapping was stupid. He didn't like the thing we said, put my nuts in your face and drop the peanuts in the camera. (laughs) Not really. I thought it was corny back then. I mean, now I think it's funny, but I just thought it was stupid back then. Okay. okay. I I liked, I like rock sense of humor (laughs) back then. I like, it's like, you said I was talking trash rock, but I was talking truth. You left us to play a fairy with a tooth. (laughs) And then like a couple weeks later, everyone's shouting tooth fairy at the rock. So it was. People were into this, and and uh, and, and he uh, Rock helped Cena. He got his little endorsement for Fruity Pebbles. He's yeah, on he the did. box. He did. It's like a bright ass purple shirt, <laughs> and the week before your green shirt, and then your orange shirt. <laughs> it's like a big old bag of big old bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Yep. And uh, what was how, it? how can we not see you? <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, Rock. And uh, and what is Cena's promo too? He's talking about his entourage. He's like, "There's Brian. He's one that writes all of his jokes for him." I'm yeah. Like, "Ooh, he's talking about Brian out or Brian." Brian Gowertz. Brian Gowertz, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say Brian Alvarez, but that's not right. No. Uh, but back to this match, I don't think, like much like the Hogan-Rock match, wrestling-wise, it's what it was. Yeah. But this had a bunch of cool little moments in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I the being there live, we were into it, but in the back of your head, you're like, all right, Cena's going to win. Cena's going to win. And when Cena gets him up for the AA off the top rope, the super AA, if you will, Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, that's it. And then Rock kicked out. We're like, everyone's like, oh, oh, shit. Like, what's going on here? And then everyone's yeah. standing. And I remember being there. And Cena goes for the people's elbow. He mocks him with the, you know, with the, yeah. tosses the headband out. <laughs> and then Rock gets up, hits the rock bottom. And we're like, no, no. My, my buds and I, like, buddies and I, like, grabbed each other. Like, no, no, no. One, two, three. And we were jumping on each other. Yeah. The they I love they do a crowd shot too because you could see everyone jumping on each other, going nuts. It was incredible, an incredible match, 
an incredible moment at the end there for The Rock to win. Thank you for them to doing it. It made no sense for The Rock to win at right. the time. We didn't know they were going to do a rematch. And uh, it's just awesome. You know, The Rock, we, we stayed there. We were happy. We were pumping our fists. We were jumping at each other. My friend Dina was so Sometimes mad. Sometimes it doesn't have to make sense. You know, when, when you get the, give them what the fan wants, you know, the old send them home happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like, too, when uh, at The Rock kicked out of the AA, Cena's going to the ref. like, I know we're in Miami. I know we're in Miami, but come on now. That was three. I know we're in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Rock's hometown. Mm-hmm. College. Yes. It was just an epic moment, and the place erupted. Mm-hmm. Like, I was on the edge of my seat the last 10 minutes of that match, and yeah. for being the end of a WrestleMania, that's pretty unique and, and pretty awesome because of how long the show are. And Did they did they tie in the fact that uh, he was a Miami Hurricane and this is him coming home and all that kind of stuff, or no? I don't really remember. I do know someone in the front row had a Hurricane jersey, and he took it after they went off the air and, like, okay. hauled it up for everyone to see, but I yeah. don't really remember. So I remember when uh, Naomi won in Miami. Like, it was all about her in Miami. Well, she won in her Orlando. Hometown. Well, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But, yeah, it was. She was the hometown coming home yeah. person. Like the Diddy song, Coming Home. Talked about last week, if you want to check out the archives. So let's give this match a grade. I'm going to give it an A because of the overall ambiance. I'll give the match. I'll give it a B. All the hype up to it, I'll give it an A. Okay. So together, A (laughs) minus. Okay. So overall show, the grade of the entire pay-per-view, what would you give it? Uh, A minus. Okay. I'm going to give it just a solid A because when I rewatch this too, it, it it felt like it flew by. Yeah, because the the matches went quick, quick, quick. Then the big matches got their time, which is how it should be. Well, some of the ones that surprised me watching it again that I actually liked, I might have skipped it or because I was watching it live, so I probably went to go do something different yeah. things throughout the throughout the show. I thought the the women's tag match with Maria Menounos was better than what I remembered. I remember Cody Rhodes being a better match. Um, Jericho and I thought that was like probably about what i expected like okay it was how good. i remembered it yeah. yeah so yeah i'll get a and a minus a very good show mm-hmm. uh tell us what you think guys tell me what you think ppw podcast on twitter if you were there let us know i want to know your kind of experience compared to mine and if you watched it on tv like eric did what'd you think and if you've gone back and watched it what have you thought ppw so you said podcast. things were going to be different this year that or in this one that are never going to happen again? Yeah. Did we already talk about that? Well, what I meant was just basically the length of the show and the main event feeling super, super epic. Like okay. that's the two main things that made it felt so different as I was watching this. I'm like, man, I don't remember a mania feeling like this in a long time. And yeah. that's just, I, I hope they can get back there and I think they can. I think, I don't know if it'll ever happen. I would love for them to split WrestleMania into two days, into two epic shows. And I think it would be cool. I think the guys on the show would kind of like, our show's going to be better than the second night. Our first night's going to be the second. Our second's better than the first. I think they could do it. Mm-hmm. And I think they'd get more money. I think the people would love it. I, I, that'd well, you be got that thing. competition kind of now. You got the NXT shows like, you're not going to top NXT takeovers. And then WrestleMania's like, ah, they kind of do, but then they don't. Right. But I think that little rivalry is is Yeah, is I, I get it. Blooming, sort of. Yeah, but I think the NXT guys just like, this is our moment to shine. They have an unfair advantage. They have five matches. You know, it's two three-hour show not a 10-hour show but but hey that that's that's, always great that's what i would want i'd want many in two nights so that is going to wrap up the show for this week so thank you for coming over eric and thanks everybody for listening and if you like us share with a friend and if you want to support the show what maneuver.net and positively pro wrestling podcast store uh, and also support some of our friends of the show. Support the OR Vantage Point podcast, OVP podcast. See, support uh, the Greetings from Allentown podcast. Support the Ringside podcast. And, of course, our friends at the Fully Posable podcast. Support them as well. Uh, we've got a bunch more friends, but you don't want to do too many endorsements because people no. still just tune out. You know what I'm saying? You used to mention the Man Cave. Is that a different one now? The Man Cave is gone. Oh, okay. Man Cave retired a while ago. Our buddy Jeff, uh, he's out in New York. He has a... Uh, uh, it's sort of a podcast, but now it's really more events. Uh, Long Island, it's like the Long Island Brewery podcast. So okay. he does Long Island, like beer. It's like a beer show. Check him out too. He's at Man Cave Jeff on Twitter. When I endorse him too, he was a former friend of the show. Yeah. Still a friend, but a still fun, former uh, show person. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you don't want to do shout outs every week or every, too many shout outs. You know what I'm saying? Because then people are going to tweet you and say, hey, shout me out. Yeah. Good buddy. I retweeted you. 
Yeah, that's happened sometimes. People like will DM me like, "Hey, how come you didn't mention me?" I'm like, I, I forgot, man. Like, there's like I think last week we're I not, went, we're not running off like physical lists. No, we have like a couple notes on our phone. That's about it. <laughs> uh, I which is why we're so professional. I like how uh, what was it last week we were talking about musical performances and I wanted to talk about Greenlight WrestleMania. Yeah. We forgot about it. We did. We did. So I think I mentioned uh, Lunch Money Lewis though. So that's kind of yeah, kind yeah. of. So it's it stuff happens. We forget, guys. Give us a break. You should play green light at the end of this. Give me the green light. Should I play it now? Or yeah, you might as well, because I don't think you're going to put it at the end of the show. No, I'm going to forget. Yeah, green. and the boss man. That was probably the uh, the only time you ever put a different song at the end. The boss man theme song. Yeah, I've done a few edits. Like, sound editing takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think enough people care about it, so whatever. Green light. Nobody what? cares about it. I don't know. Oh, they care about it. I heard that new Taylor Swift song. It's pretty good. No, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. Why not? Because she's not in my uh, my realm of music that I listen to. Or oh yeah, everybody! This is the best part coming right now. Not 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 Pitbull. All right, Lunch Money Lewis. Yeah, that's a good name. I just want to dance. I just want to dance. I am dancing in my chair. One life. Thanks everyone for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.